I don't know where you've been this week, but if you've been around town, we've we've had a very tragic week, haven't we? It's been a very unusual week for us. You know, when tornadoes hit Joplin and Mayfield and places, we feel compassion for people, but there's nothing like when it hits home. And we need Easter to remind us that there's a resurrection, that the Lord is alive and and he's in charge. So many have lost their homes and, and they've lost their possessions and others have been damaged and some of us have escaped with a very little inconvenience. It's not fair, but that's life, isn't it? It's just the way it is. Most tragically, some have lost loved ones. Death. And we do have a family here today we have Stormy and Steve here, that the parents of Michael McCoy. And we need to keep them in our prayers and encourage them. The service for Michael will be here Wednesday, visitation at 10 o'clock, and then the service will be at noon. So let's, uh, let's just stop right now and have a word of prayer and pray for our community, and let's pray for our, for our families that have lost have lost loved ones, Father, we we come before you today, and Lord, we know that Lord, you're still God on the throne when all these tragic events happen, and Lord, these remind us of the the, the frailty of life and how that things can change in a moment, and remind us, Lord, that we need to be be prepared to meet you. Remind us that we need to cherish our relationships with our friends and family and loved ones. Lord, it reminds me, it reminds us that as Christians, we need to be mindful of our neighbors and care and love and try to do what we can to support them. And Lord, when something like this happens, we need to stop in our tracks and try to minister to those around us. Lord, I thank you for all those that have helped out this week from all over the country. All over this area, Lord, they've come here to help us. We thank you, Lord, for our church family, all of those that have helped out and been a part. But, Lord, we pray, pray in particular for those that have lost everything, they've lost their homes, that you would help them. We pray, Lord, that you'd relocate them where they need to be. And Lord, then even more than that, we pray for those who have lost people they love and their family members and their friends. Lord, we pray that you'll comfort their hearts. Pray you'd minister to them. And Lord, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. Lord, put it on our hearts to do what we can do to help. Lord, we ask your blessing on these folks and, and on our, our community. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, announced earlier by text that we would have a meeting after church, I'm going to con condense that meeting to right now. There's been a lot of you that have helped out this week. We've served a lot of food, and there's been people pick up trash and, and do other things. And I appreciate that, and you've done good. God bless you for that. So this is the meeting, and so we're not going to have a lot of feedback. But if you uh, want to be involved, remember, we'll send texts out to you. If you're not in our text system, we need you to turn your phone number in out in the foyer. 
And I need someone to volunteer to come out, stand out there and in case somebody wants to be a part of our, our text. Brother Keith will take care of that. So he'll be out there. So after the service, if you're not on our text and you don't get a message about what, what we're doing to, to help out, just turn your information into him today out there and we'll get you on that, on that where you can be a part of it and know what's going on. Uh, as of right now, if you see a need, keep your eyes open. If you see something that needs to be addressed or something, some way we can help out, call the office, the church office. The phone is there 24-7. Leave a message if you don't get an answer, and, and it, it'll be taken care of. Now, as of right now, I just want to encourage that you do individual things to go out if you want to help clean up, you want to run a chainsaw. Chainsaw works a lot all, most of it. I'm sure it's not all done. Let me take that back. I went through grassy and don't seem like anything's been done out there hardly. So I don't know where you can go and what you can do. You can go through the formal uh, registration there at the grade school gym. You can do that. Not a bad idea. Or if you know people, you can just go help, help people that you know and can do it that way. Uh, if you have clothing, hang on to it because uh, as of right now, there's more clothing than they know what to do with. And uh, there's more coming that they don't know what to do with. But uh, there's been a great outpouring. This has been a, a, a reminder to us about, about life, hasn't it? But you know what? It, it also helped me to realize and know without a shadow of doubt that there's nothing wrong with rural America when it comes to the people. People of rural America still know what it's all about, and we still come to one another's help, and, and, and that's wonderful, isn't it? So, God bless each of you today for being here. I'm going to bring a, a message to you, probably a little short. You know, there's two kinds of messages people like. They like good ones, and they like short ones. So, if you like the one today, you'll like it because it's short. But I want to read, it is Resurrection Day, isn't it? And we need to continue with those things that God has given us and things that are part of life. We need to, everybody needs to work hard that we can continue our life. That we can go on, move forward, take those that are suffering and bring them with you and help them and, and sympathize and empathize and help them. But we're going forward. In the book of Mark, chapter 16, I want to read you eight verses. And when the Sabbath was passed, all right, the Sabbath day's over with. People need to realize that it was over with when this all occurred. And Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, Salome, and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint Jesus. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. The rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll away? Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in long white garment, and they were afraid. And he said to them, Be not afraid. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which is which was crucified. Then the wonderful words, He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid Him. 
But go your way and tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, and he said unto you, as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulchre, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. As I read from the text, it was past the seventh day. The seventh day is over with. Jesus rose on the first day of the week, Sunday, not the Sabbath. And these women, the women go there and they are going to anoint the body of Jesus. They had no idea that he was alive. They'd heard it, but they didn't believe it. They heard it, but they did not believe it. And you know, this is true. You, you can hear with your ears something that is true. But until you can accept it, you cannot believe it. I've had that experience before. So they went to the burial place, the grave where Jesus' body was laid. And they were concerned. Who's going to roll the stone away? Who is going to roll this stone away? And so they go there. and they, the, the, uh, First of all, I want to mention whom they sought. According to verse 1, they came with those spices, anointment. And verse 6, they're seeking Jesus of Nazareth. They sought him to anoint him. They think that he is dead. They believe that he is dead. Death is a tragic, cruel thing and a part of life, isn't it? It is appointed unto man once to die. But they did not find Christ there. He was alive. They went to where he was, but he was not there. And there's a lot of verses that would back that up that I could read to you, but you can do those later. But Jesus, the Lord, this is the message we need to hear. He's not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. He was even asked that question at one time, and he said, God is the God of the living. And here's the thing. If a person puts their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they never die. Oh, they leave this body. They depart from the body here, but they're alive in the presence of the Lord. Over in John chapter 11, verse 26, he said, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. I want to share that promise with you. If our loved one put their faith in Jesus, if they trusted God, even in death, they're not dead. They're in the presence of Jesus and the angels in the place called heaven. The Bible says to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So they came there. And I'll say this, we would know more you do yourself better. You know, science looks at the past to try to see where we came from. The Bible answers that question real quick. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. We know where we came from if you just look at the Bible. But you know what? We need to be more concerned with where are we headed. And individually, we need to be concerned with where am I going. It's an individual decision that we have to make to plan our eternity. God is the God of the living. And there's the opportunity for a person to live forever by simply putting their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We, as Christians, are made alive when we're saved. We, God says that we come alive when we put our faith in Christ and the Holy Spirit comes to live in us when we put our faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice, secondly, when they came, they came on the first day of the week. Let's make that clear. They came on the first day of the week. That's why we celebrate. That's why we worship on Sunday. We worship on Sunday. You know, the Lord skipped the Sabbath day. He did not come up from the grave on the Sabbath day. He could have done that just very well. He would have just had it started everything a day early, right? He, if he wanted to emphasize the Sabbath day and if he wanted us to worship on the Sabbath day, he would have scooted everything up a day before and he would have rose up. But we celebrate the resurrected Lord. We don't celebrate religion. We don't celebrate the Bible. Right? We believe the Bible, but we don't celebrate it. We don't worship it. We worship the risen Savior. He's alive. And why shouldn't we? A principle is good to live by in life. But it takes a person to raise you up from the dead. And there's a lot of religion built on good principles, and they live good lives. I was talking to someone uh, two weeks ago, and and uh, the person uh, does not go to church anywhere, and their children are doing well, and their family is doing well, and you know what they're doing? They And I shared it. They, they were applying Bible principles. Bible principles are wonderful to live by, but Bible principles will not raise you from the dead. It is a risen Savior. See, He went before us. He went before us in death. And He went before us in the resurrection. So that now He is in heaven. And when the Christian dies, the body is left for us to lay in the, in the grave. And the soul goes to be with Jesus. They came on the first day. We celebrate the first day. They, they, they looked to find Him early, but He wasn't there. Hey, let me encourage you to look for Jesus early in your life. Now, notice where they went. They went to that tomb. It was empty. It was empty. And notice they had to stoop down. The text tells us they had to stoop down to get in. You know, that's a great reminder. Uh, when we really want to be a Christian, we want to be saved, we have to humble ourselves and we bow our heart. And we put our faith in the God that's greater than all things. We put our faith in the one who came and died on that cross. And then he was buried. And he carried our sins away. And he arose from the grave on Sunday morning. They had to bow down. They had to stoop down. And maybe your pride is keeping you from becoming a Christian. Maybe your pride is making you self-sufficient. Well, we can all have pride. But you got too much pride if you can't bow before the Lord. Let me tell you something. We all will bow one day. Death is that humbling experience that we all face. We will die. We'll surrender to it. We'll leave everything behind. We can't take care of ourselves. Someone else will have to care for our body. It's out of our control. Someday, every one of us will bow. But the Bible offers us the opportunity to bow now before the Lord. And be saved. And be prepared for eternity. Now notice what they received when they got there. They, first of all, they, they went to the tomb. And I've been there now. I can tell you, I happened to go there. Got to go there finally. And you have to bow down to get in. And when they bowed down and went in, they, first of all, they, they, their questions were answered. Oh, they went with questions. 
Not all of their questions were answered, but the important questions were answered. Uh, it's empty. Where is he? Well, he is risen. Go tell the disciples. He'll meet them. The important questions were answered. But they had questions. They were worried about the stone being rolled away. You know, there's some things too big for us to handle. They couldn't roll that stone away. And they were worried about that. And right, That's just an example. There's things that we worry about, and, and, and there's not a thing we can do about them. But that was a question. But when, we, when they got there, God rolled the stone away. And you know, the truth is, God will take care of those things that we can't take care of in his time and we need to trust him now they got a word of comfort in verse 6 that that man that was there talked to them he gave them comfort Jesus he's okay matter of fact he's better than okay he's alive he's risen from the dead and they saw that empty tomb evidence for their faith and he told them you go and tell the disciples that he's going to meet with them go tell them that he's alive and he's coming and he's going to meet That was 2,000 years ago, friend. But you know what? The same promise is to us today. We need to look at the evidence, the empty tomb, the Christ that died on the cross for our sins, and we need to get ready because there's a time we're going to meet Him. The Bible even promises us someday that this risen Savior is going to come to the earth. He's going to come in a cloud. And what I want to encourage you to do is to be ready for it. Jesus is coming. Death is coming our way. Be ready. Be prepared. So how do you prepare? Well, number one, we admit that we're a sinner. We admit that we are not capable of taking care of ourselves in death. And we believe that Jesus died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he's alive today. And he's seated in heaven. We believe in that risen Lord. That's where our salvation comes in. And when we believe and we turn to him, we can bow our head and pray a simple prayer and be saved. He's risen, folks. I want us to quietly stand to our feet. And I want to give our musicians time to get here. And I want to ask you the question, do you know the Lord as your Savior? Do you know the Lord? And if you do not know the Lord, I want to lead us in a prayer right now that you would pray in your heart as our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want you to pray with me. Just mean this from within your heart. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you, Lord, that you invited me to come with you to heaven. Lord, I invite you into my life. This point right now, I trust you as my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming to me right now and making me a child of God. Lord, I trust you. And with our heads bowed and eyes closed, how many is willing to raise that hand and say, Preacher, I I prayed with you right then. Would you lift your hand? Amen. 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 Pray that prayer. Now listen, 
If this is the point that you want to be your day of salvation, you believe and trust Him as your Lord and Savior. You're not an outsider to Jesus anymore. You're trusting Him to be in your life and in your heart. Won't you come right now, if you would, if you'd like to acknowledge it publicly. Won't you come right now, and I'll give you a handshake. Won't you come right now? Give me a handshake. Preacher, I'm trusting Jesus as my Savior. Would you come? Just come give the preacher a handshake. Is there anyone want to come today? And you're coming to say, hey, I've, I've been saved, but I, I want to live for the Lord again. I want to turn my life over to Jesus again. Would you come? Come give the preacher a handshake. Preacher, I've been saved, but I want to, I want to continue my Christian walk. to come pray. sing that out one time. Let's sing it together now. Anyone else need to do a, a turnaround? Come and then uh, 
receive the offering for today. And well, it's good to see each of you here today. We, some of you, I haven't seen you.